0: day 30. Wow, day 30 already on our 40-day tour through the Gospel of John. We're up to John chapter 14, starting in the 15th verse today. And this is all a part of Jesus' farewell discourse. Jesus is telling his disciples that they're going to be okay. They're scared. They're, they're scared because Jesus is talking about dying and going away, and, and they don't quite know what it means. They, they, they were so confident just a few days ago on Palm Sunday, grabbing the palm branches and a, a part of a mass crowd spontaneously breaking out into this Jesus parade as he enters into the holy city of Jerusalem, and the disciples had to think, wow, wow. We are following the one who is gonna take over and bring good to bad and make right those things that are wrong here in this world. Yeah, but he's actually here to do so much more. They're starting to get a glimpse of this, but it's troubling because it isn't what they expected. Jesus knows this, so the beginning of his farewell discourse is to assure them, you're all right. When our son Danny was a sophomore in high school, He came home early in the school year, his sophomore year, with a surprise announcement, especially to me. He says, I'm going to go out for the wrestling team. (laughs) Out of nowhere, he wasn't a wrestler. He wrestled in gym class. That was about it. His dad played basketball. His, His uncles played basketball. His grandparents played basketball. We're a basketball family. That's the sport the householders play in the winter, and Danny was going to go a whole new way. So I had to learn pretty quick, and so did his mom what it means to be wrestling parents. I had no clue when he started out as a wrestler. Three, three, eight, three years later, when he finished his senior year on the wrestling team, I still had no clue what to say to him uh, about how to become a better wrestler. I don't know the moves. I, I don't understand. I tried to learn and I picked up a few things, but yeah, it's just not, it's just not a part of my story. It's not built in. So I was trying to think, how can I be the best possible encouraging and supportive wrestling dad? And I started by noticing what other wrestling dads were doing. I mean, you know, the positive encouraging ones, not the ones who humiliate their kids while they're on the wrestling mat. I watched one in particular who I respect a lot, and he would say the same thing whenever his son was on the mat, and his son was a really good wrestler. But there were times when his son was really up against it. And even when his son was about to be pinned, this wrestling dad would say, you're all right. You're you're all right. When he was doing well, he'd say the same. He's consistent. You're all right. Say it real loud. And there's just something about your own dad's voice, right? And and as the son, you can hear it. You can pick it out of everybody else screaming in the crowd and the cheerleaders pounding the mat with their cheers. You're all right. So I started saying that to our son whenever he would wrestle. In his sophomore year, unfortunately, almost for him, he um, came home with another surprise announcement. He says, I made varsity. I'm going to wrestle varsity for, for the high school team. And he wasn't ready for that. So he was going up against kids who'd been wrestling since they were you know, in the womb. And, and now he's, he's, he's got to go on the mat with them. It was a tough year for Danny. He got a lot better his junior and senior year. But his sophomore year, so I started calling out to him, you're all right, you're all right. Whether he was winning and he won some or losing and he lost some too, you're you're all right. It's exactly what Jesus is saying here. Because what Danny learned through wrestling is winning and losing is, is, is one thing and it's part of it for sure. But it's what you learn along the way. It's, it, it's what it does to your character. It, 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 it's, it's, it's what it creates new inside of you. That's the best that any sport can do for us. So here's Jesus in his farewell discourse with his disciples, telling them, you're all right. You're scared because you're hearing all this talk about um, things that that aren't what you expected, but you're all right. Verse 12, a couple of verses before our text begins today. Jesus says, I tell you the truth, anyone who believes in me will do the same works that I've done, and even greater works. What works has Jesus done? He's walked on water. He's fed thousands with a little bit of food and fish, uh, bread and fish. He's, he's uh, raised the dead. Jesus is saying, you belong to me, and since you belong to me, you're going to see great things. Blessed are your eyes to see what you're about to see. This is what Jesus said to his first disciples when he started to call them. You think this is good. Wait till you see what God has for you next. And it isn't because you're so moral or religious or, uh, or so wonderful or, or that you're better than other people. It's simply because you believe. Since you belong to me, so you're going to see me at work through you. You're going to see lives changed. You're going to see people go from not believing to believing, from darkness to light, uh, from from sickness to health, and we do. It's one of the best things about being the church and active in churches. We get front row seats to watch God move. But it's not just what we get to see. It's Jesus telling his disciples, and through the living word of God, then therefore telling us, because we belong to him through faith, it's Jesus telling us we're all right because we're not alone. Verse 16, Jesus says, I'll ask the Father and he'll send you a, another advocate who will, who will never leave you. He is the Holy Spirit who leads you into all truth. This Holy Spirit is, is the presence of God with us in the present tense. Jesus is with his disciples now, but he's going to go. He's going to die. He's going to rise from the dead. And eventually he'll ascend into heaven. But we still aren't alone as people who belong to Jesus Christ. God is still with us because God sends us an advocate, the Holy Spirit of God. We're not alone. We have an advocate. We have a dad who loves us, shouting out from the stands, even when we're up against it, you're all right because you belong to me. Win or lose the the battles of life, you're all right because in the end there's a victory coming for you. And Jesus gets to that too. He doesn't just say you're all right because you're going to see great things, miracles, we do. He doesn't just say you're all right because the Holy Spirit is with you. The Holy Spirit is. And then Jesus specifically goes on to say the Holy Spirit is with you now, but he'll be in you later. He'll fill you up. More on that later as we go. But Jesus also says this. You're all right because I'm going away, but I am not going to stay away. Jesus, of course, was referring to his crucifixion. He's going to die, but then he goes on to say in verse 19, because I live, you will see this. You will see greater things. Because I live even after I die, you will live too because you belong to me. I will be raised to life again, and since you believe in me, you belong to me, you too will be raised to new and everlasting life. You, even in the face of death, Are all right. Your loved ones who belong to Jesus Christ, even in the face of death, you're all right. They're all right. Tell them the good news. Proclaim it from the mountaintops. Jesus goes on to say, and I think this is worth noting because you'll read this in our reading for today if you love me, you'll obey me. He's saying this to contrast. He says, you're going you're to you're experience the filling of the Holy Spirit. You're going to see these miracles. You're going to live in the assurance of, res- of the resurrection by the grace of God. But that's God's love again. We don't start with o- obedience in order to love, because Jesus goes on to say, if you love me, you're going to obey me. And a lot of Christians get that backwards. They say, i got to obey, i got to obey, i got to obey. It'll prove that I love. No, 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 no. You start with God's love for you the God who says you're all right and that inspires you to obey. I talked in, last, in, in the, uh, yesterday's episode about the dog that we had growing up in my childhood home. Her name was Cinders Lou. She was named, she had black fur, half cocker spaniel, half poodle, super smart, great dog, obedient dog. She loved us and we loved her. Did you catch that? Obedient and love. She obeyed us. When I would call out to her, hey, hey, Cindy, come, come, come. Hey, Cindy, or Cindy, sit pretty, or Cindy, stand up and dance. She would do it every time. She would do it for my brother. She would do it for my mom. She would do it for my dad. Our friends would come over and say the same thing, and she'd just stare at them like, who are you? I don't love you. I don't know who you are. I'm not going to obey you. That's what Jesus is saying here. If you love me, you'll be obedient to my word. It'll bless you. It'll bless your relationships with God and with other people. But the world doesn't understand it because the world doesn't know my love. The world could know my love, my love and they would understand and then they would be inspired to be, to be obedient to me and they would see that they're all right too. But it starts with this relationship. It always starts with love and it ends with love too. Stay tuned and we'll talk more about that as we go. Please like, review, and share on whatever platform you're using. That helps us get the word out. And join us for weekend worship. You can go to LutheranChurchOfHope.org to find out how. We'll see you there.